on this episode of Quantum Week, June 2nd through 8th, 1991. Quantum Week. Quantum Week. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and talk about movies and music and headlines. And this is the uh, Patreon Sunday version um, talking about June 1991 with Backdraft and It Ain't Over Till It's Over by Lenny Kravitz. Right. We're going to have our road trip songs. That's right, too. Yep. Um, at the end of the show, we'll give our top well, seven. I guess we each have seven. Yeah. In no particular order, we each have seven songs. Seven songs. That will hopefully be combined and make some sort of playlist you can listen to on your next drive. And seven songs that we've covered on the show, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, also, yeah. we've covered on the show. Right, yeah. right, right. Got it. Um, yeah. So let's talk back. Oh, we have a guest coming up. Yep. next week uh yes we haven't announced it publicly yet but we'll do it here I yes guess. naomi brockwell is coming in i know naomi from a bunch of different circles she's uh she she's like she's definitely a pop culture girl she makes all sorts of cool videos and stuff but in sort of the crypto sphere and also in the um in like the sort of the liberty liberty sphere she's a producer for john stossel you guys remember john stossel he was on fox for a 2020 while 2020 as well 2020 for a while yeah. and i think he's done his own stuff um i have some connections there too which is interesting but she's super cool and that'll be a lot of fun coming next week yeah that'll be actually that'll be the saturday show next week the snowden episode yep oh so um uh, and wednesday we have uh sully we're going to 2016 so we have sully snowden and then and then you guys will hear uh hell or high water uh next week you got some time. adele and some other you know cool yeah, these chain smokers are in there yeah. too as well People we haven't talked about which is neat. right yeah three artists we've never talked about um but today we're talking about back is that it, is it yeah, yeah right. i think so yeah and backdraft we're doing backdraft um so Okay, remember on the City Slickers episode, I talked about how City Slickers is better than it has any right to be? Yes. So this is worse than it has any right to be. Which is too bad. I know, it should be so much better. I'm it giving this a, a B lot minus. I, this is a it's C. Well, mm, it's C. We have the same, I'm sure we have the same fundamental issues. It's like the technical achievement of making this movie is really awesome. Like they did... That stuff it was nominated for Oscars, all for all the tech stuff. You yeah, know, make three, the fire three stuff. nominations and uh, and then I the believe. cast is stacked. Like if you just looked at the cast on paper, you'd be yeah. like, "This is going to be a great movie." But it's sort of like none of them really pulled their weight. Uh, I think okay, not none of them. Not none of them. Kurt Russell did a good job. Kurt Russell did a good job, and Sutherland did a, a pretty good job. Uh, I like him. The first, yeah, I have some issues with that. So the first scene he did, the second scene he didn't. Yeah. Oh, you mean when he's in the cell? So the first scene, so Donald Sutherland as Ronald, which in the credits is a total bizarre. So like the credits are going through and it says everybody's name. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it says Donald Sutherland as Ronald. Okay. <laughs> like why did, no one knows the fuck Ronald is. What does that matter? Right. Um, so that was just, that just strikes me as odd. But anyway, so the first scene is actually one of the best scenes in the movie. It might be the best scene in the movie. It's uh, yeah. Donald Sutherland is playing Ronald, who is a, a, a fire. Uh, he's like arsonist. Yep. He's a crazy arsonist. Uh, and, um, Robert De Niro is the guy that kind of put him behind bars. Right. And, uh, but he also uses him, uh, as someone who can help out kind of, uh, figuring out some cases. Kind of the Hannibal Lecter of this film. Right. <laughs> um, so the first, bizarrely, he's ready to go to a parole hearing. Yeah. And he's, mostly he's ready to get off, which is insane. Totally um, insane. Uh, but cause there's no way this guy is at all a regular functioning person. And, um, like, Helpful for society, though. This guy's a <laughs> no. complete psycho. He's, he's a lunatic, yeah. And 
Robert De Niro then breaks into the parole hearing and says, uh, actually, and he kind of just questions him about like burning up old ladies and babies. And, <laughs> and he can't contain and himself. He's Robert's so giddy like, about yeah, it. I do like, you know, I, I love killing people. I love burning those people. Right. It's fun. Burn the world. <laughs> I want to burn the world. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's laughing. He's having a grand old time. So, and then they're like, all right, so obviously he's not going to get parole. <laughs> but that scene actually is pretty good. Just the dynamic between De Niro and Sutherland, I really enjoy. Sure. They both kind of, and then Billy Baldwin's just kind of standing with his mouth open, agape, just like, you know, doesn't know what to do, which is pretty much what he does the entire That's movie. That's pretty much him. The second half of the Ronald experience is uh, Billy Baldwin is questioning him, and this is very Silence of the Lambs. Yes, um, it is. Trying to get information about who started the fire, but it is like Silence of the Lambs done wrong. Like, this is, shows you what could have happened if Silence of the Lambs doesn't, wasn't done was right. was a horrid script. The Terrible script, yeah. horrible acting by Billy Baldwin. He's, he's terrible. He, he's, at times, he's okay in this. I couldn't I, well, find, I didn't even say. get him at okay. No, you're right. You're right. At times, he managed to do what the part needs to have done because the part, there isn't much to the part. He's just basically kind of the, he's the everyman. He's you, you know, supposedly. That's what he, that's what it's supposed to he's be. He's sort of, not just the every, he's sort of, but he's kind of the black sheep, goo, like fuck up though. But he is, but he isn't. No one really, other than Kurt Russell's character, no one really looks at him that way. Maybe the, his wife the does. The bartender does, his wife, or uh, his bar, Yeah, the bartender. Bartender, yeah, wife, yeah. Kirk Russell, and his ex-girlfriend. Jennifer Jason Well, that whole thing's a mess. That's the That's fucking Jesus. But, so, uh, Get back to Billy Baldwin is, interview, is uh, trying to get information out of Donald Sutherland's character. Yeah. And it's just, it's just written terribly. It's acted poorly. It's like, oh, this is bizarro Silence of the Lambs. This is if Silence of the Lambs just didn't, wasn't done right. See, I didn't blame Sutherland for that. I, I blamed the script and I blamed Billy Baldwin as someone you can't, you can't like. Yeah. Who would, when he finally free, like gets pushed to his limit and like lashes out and right. grabs him by the, sh- it's like, if shut you, up. You Billy don't believe Baldwin. any of this. It's all, all nonsense. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So Donald Sutherland is okay. I think De Niro's okay. He, De Niro's okay, but he doesn't have much. Doesn't have much to do. Nope. Um, Jen- where Jennifer Jason Lee forgot how to act. Oh my in, God. Like a cute, that is, she did the war. I was like, I, she was so bad. I couldn't she, believe how bad she, she was. She is wildly horrible. So this is our third Jennifer Jason Lee movie we've covered. We've covered Road to Perdition, yep. Fast Times, and this. By the way, we've covered three Jennifer Jason Lee movies, not one Al Pacino movie. <laughs> That's right. Shows you the, the strangeness of this show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Fast Times. She's good in Fast all, Times. Uh, incredible performance. Yep. Really good. One of the, really one of the bright spots. I know you don't like that movie, but it's really one of the bright yep. spots in the yep. movie. Yeah, she's very good. Uh, Road to Perdition, she's fine. Not much to do. Yeah. Um, but she's good, been good in other movies. We, Absolutely. She's never worse than in this movie. I I couldn't I I was shocked how bad she was. She couldn't even give line readings. No, she it couldn't. Was, she just didn't, and she looked uncomfortable the entire time. Very uncomfortable. Time. They had a weird chemistry too. Maybe that was why. I don't know. She just didn't seem to know what to do. She no. didn't seem to know like what the part was asking her to do. No, she seemed like an odd woman. Like, why would you even be attracted to this crazy bitch? Like, yeah, that was it was kind of. Well, I don't know if she's crazy. I, no, I wouldn't I, say just that. Just odd, like socially inept is my vibe. Yeah, I guess it seemed kind of like like out of it. Just and she, I just saw it more like an actress that just seemed really confused and just didn't know what she was doing, which is strange because, you know, this isn't Ron Howard's first movie. No, like, it's you know, like he'd already done Splash. He had done Willow. He had done Cocoon. a few other yeah. Cocoon. So like he's done, you know, like he should know how to direct a decent actress. He should. And he seemed like, the, the, like she could. I said she couldn't even do line readings. It was no. a mess. It was it was horrid. She yeah. had all this like really weird bleach blonde dyed hair, which is not what someone in her position would have. Like she's basically playing like an assistant to a. To an alderman. To an alderman, a powerful alderman. In Chicago, yeah. very powerful. Like basically these guys are gonna run for mayor. Right. So she's got like the chief of staff to the mayor, and she has yes. she has hair like 
uh, like a, some blonde bimbo, like a yeah, like a groupie uh, for a for like a what um, was it? The Tortellis, the uh, Cheers spinoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Tortelli's wife. She's like a blonde bimbo, right? Like just wild bleach blonde hair. Like that's not any professional woman would typically have. It no. seemed odd. No, the whole thing was odd. She was doing these second glances to her. It, it almost seemed like she was unsure of what she was doing. She'd like look at Billy, kind of look away. Like she delivered Howard. Look, it's like, am I doing away? this right? Is yeah, this, is, is, this, is, this, is this how I am supposed to be? That that's that whole thing. Every oh, scene with her is a mess, and it sucks because she's with JT Wall. She's fantastic. He's yep. very good. He's a, he's a good actor. He's he's playing this kind of sleazy politician, which is what he did throughout his whole career. He kind of played these like sleazy yeah. guys with. But he's really good at Very it. Very good. Uh, he was in a movie we just covered, um, and he played. Oh, fuck! It was an action movie. We it was just, an action movie. What the hell was it? Uh, he was, Yeah, you're right. You're right. totally no, I right. I was doing. A lot. I was talking about it last night too. Fuck. Well, don't worry about it. The worst was when, she's, to, when they have their sex scene on top of the fucking um, just on top of the engine, just and silly. she's like trying to like part his chest hair to kiss his chest. It was like so disgusting and weird. Like the stuffed animal she was fucking kissing. It was, it was so gross. That was, it was very strange. And then she disappears. Like, what is this character for? So they're trying well, to make it so she's manipulating him to take this job, but they don't do a very good job explaining that. No, because like she's, mani- I mean, she wanted someone on the inside to somewhat mute Robert De Niro's power. Or to yes. give them information. That's what I gathered too, but it, but they but weren't she, very clear they about never it. really reached out to Billy Baldwin's character for this information that he was supposed to get. Like, no, in fact, he ended up using her. Yes. So that was weird. So it, it totally backfired on them. Bad script. Really bad script. They, they the fucked script this whole is thing horrendous. Up. Yeah. I can't find what this movie is. I don't know. This is driving me crazy. I, we, we, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Patreon people. I got to find out what this is. Oh, you fucking what is, what is this? We just, he was in a boardroom. Yeah, I, I'm picturing it too. I just can't. I can't. We just think saw about this, what it was. I, if, Am I losing my mind? No, he. I feel like he was in something we just saw. He's that kind of. He's he is the bad I know, politician but he's guy. In ah, that's gonna make me so sad. All right, I guess I gotta put the phone away. I, yeah, I just. Probably. I really. I'm looking through our old episodes right now, and I can't think of what this was. I don't know. Yeah, you you really want to move on. I really want to know what this is. What could this have been? I have no idea. Fuck. I. But he's he is that guy. That's what he does. I gotta look up JT Walsh's filmography. <laughs> I don't care. This fine. is gonna happen. Fine, uh, fine, fine. Let's talk about let's talk about JT. No, actually, what we can do in the meantime is talk about this writer, Gregory Wyden. Uh, this guy, he he's the guy that wrote Highlander, which I think is a terrible movie. Highlander, the movie, the first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it's probably pretty cheesy, but I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it's so As bad. As a kid, people like love this movie. Christopher Lambert, Sean no, Connery. Yeah, it's so bad. Lambert's not very good, but Connery's it's fun. Like barely a movie. It, it's terrible. It works better as a TV show, honestly. Like as a soap opera TV show. I don't show. know. I, I was like, I mean, this is horrendous. But uh, he, for some reason, he, you know, he writes, he wrote a thing called Weekend War. I don't know much about that. And he wrote don't Backdraft. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, he doesn't really do much. Like that's pretty, he also wrote and directed The Prophecy, which I believe was Christopher uh, Lambert, like kind of a cheesy. Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, yeah. Think about what this movie was. This is a high profile movie with a big name director. Pretty a big huge budget. cast. 40 million then. Right. Pretty which, big. That's an $80 million budget now. That's a pretty big one. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's, yeah. it's big-ish. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, you definitely see Billy Baldwin. You don't see Tom Cruise, right? You see Kurt Russell. You don't see Sylvester Stallone. Well, that didn't make sense to me either. Why is Billy Baldwin the lead when you have all those other awesome supporting cast? I don't get that. That makes no sense. Yeah, I think it was like they they were trying. That was kind of his star making vehicle. It just didn't work. Well, was he in a different? Was he in? Was he on the rise? Because he was never yeah. the talented Baldwin. Never. No, but he was on the like that was he was he was on the rise for sure. They were trying to make a career out of him. It, but he sucks. I've never seen him. 
I, he's not a good actor. I don't. He's not even. He's not attractive. Not a good actor. He's a good-looking guy. Not written. Not, no, he his brother's way more attractive than he is. Alec is a younger guy. Was way more attractive than fucking William. No, he he looks like a smartass. He looks like a goofy smartass. I have no idea who this movie is. Well, uh, it's not. You know, we can find it. And tweet it out. Figure it out. Outbreak. Oh, yes. wait a minute. It's for our Patreon show, That's so I couldn't find it. That's right. Outbreak. Outbreak. He has that scene in the in the in the um. Uh, like it's like a giant meeting at a time. It's actually the, one of the better scenes in the movie. And uh, he kind of goes through and it's like, Hey, we gotta, we, we're going to blow this town up. But if we do this, we all got to be on board. We're all else. on board. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's a sleazy politician, sleazy military person. Yeah. He's that guy. And, yeah. and he died early. He died when he's uh. like 58. He died like uh, in the very late nineties. Not sure after outbreak outbreak, he died. Yeah. And, um, which is a shame because he's really, he's so he, you have him paired with Jennifer Jason Lee, who's just completely over in over head. It's a mess, but that doesn't the make same s- thing with Billy Baldwin. You have him paired with Kurt Russell. Who's almost or Bill, De Niro or De Niro. Or Sutherland. Right. Or, well, Sutherland, yes, but the, the, the right. De Niro is a good example. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Kurt Russell is like built for this role. Like this is like, it's him. The hero fireman guy. He is looks like a fireman. Yep, he he looks like yep. someone who's got should, the mustache is perfect. Yeah. Oh, he's the dad. He has yes. a mustache. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, he just looks like a fireman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I totally, I totally buy him that role. Billy Baldwin just, I know, I know part of it is he's not supposed to, but like he just looks and part of it is he's supposed to look out of place. Maybe that's why you do cast someone like that. But at some point you have to look in place. You, at some point there has to be resolution to the character. And by the time there's resolution, well, to the character, the end, that, the end of that third act is supposed to be. Yeah, but there's not like, okay, so he helps a guy. That, that, this is the other thing I don't get. You are out of the fire Academy and you don't know how to button up your jacket. Like I could say, oh, I don't know how to work this mechanism or right. this tool. Yes. Or whatever. But you can't button up your jacket. Neither one of them could. Well, this movie gets a little criticism for not showing firefighting very accurately. Yeah, so and that makes sense. My dad was a volunteer firefighter when this movie came out. So um, I do like your dad. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> he was very excited when he was in New Hampshire, became a volunteer firefighter. He was very excited about that and really loved it. It's probably his biggest hobby when, when, when he was alive here. And um, so he, he loved this movie. He just, I think he just liked, he liked the action movies. He just liked, he liked yeah. a good Kurt Russell action movie. And, I like Kurt Russell. And he wasn't like super critical about, he was not like, you know, like sure. he just he went to the movies and just enjoyed a good action movie or enjoyed a good horror movie. And, uh, he's like, yeah, it's like a lot of this stuff. Like there's no way you can go walk into a fire, into a, a burning house with no mask on. Like you it, just collapse. Exactly. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You can't breathe. And then like Kurt Russell's running his jacket is not even buttoned. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. completely open. He's got no mask on. He's like, come on with me. But you know, uh, yeah. you know, whatever his brother's <laughs> name is, uh, and, you know, let's go, let's go fight a fire. It's like, it doesn't really work that way. Like it's not, but it, I, I'm okay with that. My dad was okay with it too, because it's a movie. It's just supposed to be a, it's a, I was okay with I'm it. A, and I guess fire doesn't really behave that way. How it kind of like, it, it's, it's like sucks in, it sucks back out. In, yeah. It almost becomes like a monster movie, but I kind of like that. I liked it too. It was I mean, like, it's oh, it's kind of exciting and super spooky to look at. And like, it was shot really well. Awesome. Those under the door shot. Yeah. And then, yeah, all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, it's just too bad because if the script were a little better and you had like, it didn't take, it wouldn't have taken much to make this a really good movie, a really good movie. This could have been one of the yeah. best disaster movies ever. I would call it a disaster movie. Well, that, well mm, it's an action movie. It's not a disaster movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 I think it could have been an A minus movie pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Just some tweaks. Cause you have, so you have the core there. So, you know, you have, um, like, brothers which is great that's super relatable of people like stories is. like that i like yeah. stories like that 
Then you have uh, firefighting, which is something that everyone has in their town. So once again, pretty relatable. Yep. People like fire. It's not like cops, but people sometimes have kind of mixed feelings about no, cops. No, it's, it's guys going into burning buildings, saving people. Everyone likes fire. Of course. So you, have, you have something that everybody likes. That, that it really hasn't gotten enough media play. Like people don't make enough. I know since then we've had Rescue Me come out, Dennis Leary show sure. FX. You know, but they're really probably, compared to how many cop stuff we have, we don't have that much firefighter stuff. No. So, you know, you have uh, an interesting topic. You have, you have the, uh, the brother thing, and you have, like, po- some political stuff in Chicago. And you got a serial killer on the run. On the run. Yeah, that, I have some, there's some, that's. I still think it's neat. Like, who uses fires to be a serial, kill- serial killer? That's a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. It's not something that's been done. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. It hasn't been. The, it's just. <laughs> that, that's, that's one of my biggest issues. So I love Scott Glenn. Oh yeah, me very too. good actor. Yeah. He's in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, same great. year. What a year for Scott Glenn. Yeah. Um. So the movie literally starts, and they tell you the the they solve the mystery in the first like ten minutes of the movie. Billy Baldwin goes on Kurt Russell's boat and says, uh, "What are those canisters of all like that dangerous <laughs> oh, stuff there?" And he goes, "Oh, Axe gave it to me." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. But that's just that. That's who the murderer is. Like, <laughs> why did they do that? I don't know. What? You didn't need to telegraph it. You didn't need to. It would have been way better without it. Why not just have maybe see it and then there's no dialogue. Just have him see it on the boat and then don't have the don't have the the because Kurt Russell literally just expo- exposes the entire mystery of the. It really does. It's very strange. Yeah, very strange. I don't know. It's bad writing. It's not even a red herring. It's like it's a, no. This is actually this is no. That's, this is what this is what happened. That's actually what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They telegraphed it a lot. They telegraphed it a lot they because yes. they're like it's not a you know you knew it wasn't a guy who loved fire like you knew it wasn't a guy who loved fire the guy's extinguishing the fire you knew that early on but you also knew somebody that told you what they were doing like they kind of yeah, say exactly yeah, you, you it, know it's somewhere under your nose setup, so, right. so it's really only one of two people it's either Kurt Russell who yep. you figure it's probably not him it's too obvious right or it's Scott Glenn like yeah. there's no one else it could be yeah I agree it was it's fun yeah it's, it's very dumb. strange <sighs> yeah it, maybe would it have been better if um Sutherland was the bad guy and they were chasing him I don't think you need to have a bad guy you're chasing I don't know what, why you need so to have what you, that. What do you need to do? Just some guys. Just how about this story? These two brothers in a fire department. Why don't we have this bad uh, guy running yeah, around? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe, I guess. And maybe the bad guy is JT Wall. She's trying to, you know. Right. Defund you know, the, the right. fire department, which seems like a really dumb thing. Like, if you want to get voted, probably don't, you know, defund the, the Wait, fire was, departments. It was so weird, too. So they were making the fire departments into community centers? <laughs> I know. Have, have you seen a fire department? Do these look like they could be built into? They, they've got a big pole. They go, they've got this. They're giant garages. Why what not, kind of community center do they do it? They playing volleyball in there. What the fuck? Why not just just get another kind of building? Why do yeah, they have to be the fire? Get department? some vacant fucking land and build a fucking community community center. center. Why, why, why the fire? It didn't make sense. It's so strange. It's like Ghostbusters going in there. You know, we'll sleep here tonight or something. It didn't make any sense. It's very odd. I don't. I don't really understand. Uh, this is the movie. The script is amazingly bad. It's really it's bad. It's really terrible. I, and I'm I'm shocked with Howard looking at the script and being like, okay, this is all right. How about De Niro? I can't get over the cat. I really, it's hard. Like on, you think about this. Think about that. Fucking Russell, <laughs> Lee, De Niro, Glenn, Sutherland. You're like A plus movie. I'm, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, it's 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 definitely. Uh, De Niro? How, where was he? At the, this no, 90- he was still doing pretty well. I mean, he just he just came off of a little movie called Goodfellas. <laughs> Jesus Christ, so, De Niro! Like, I mean, this is like peak De Niro. I you know. Uh, I think it was the year. Was it this, this is the same year he got nominated for Cape Fear, I believe. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, the, yeah, yeah. ninety one. So this is yeah. the last time he was nominated for an Oscar until Silver Linings Playbook. Of course, he was nominated not for this movie, but for for Cape Fear, um, which is a wild role. I can see why he wanted to play something more muted. 
because that yeah, it's Bill, a less... that was it Billy Katie or Kate something Katie that character is wild. Yeah. Um. So I can see why he wanted to play kind of like a. a but this is huge star power, particularly then. You got Glenn with the two, with two big prominent movies that that time. You got yeah, Sutherland, I mean, who's Scott a major. Glenn, I wouldn't say a big name, but no, but all, yeah. I mean, I, I think Kurt Russell and. But as a supporting cast, yeah, though. I guess Kurt Russell and Robert De Niro, though that's that's heavy clout. Yeah, um, yeah, and the supporting cast, obviously, you know Jennifer Jason Leigh too. You know, I mean, it's it's a de- definitely Rebecca De Mornay. Rebecca at that time, right. at that time had a little bit of you know cash, a tiny bit. Yeah, she was at the uh, I mean, sort of end of her run. But, stars, yeah, but, you know, the two of them are Kurt Russell and De Niro certainly were at that point. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange, up. and then Ron Howard. And Ron Howard, who knows, should know what he's doing. I mean, he's had kind of an up and down career, but he should know what he's doing by then. I'm surprised. But the movie made money and people liked the movie. Uh, when, this well, came, when this came out, people liked it. They did. And I liked it too, but I really think that has a lot to do with the special effects. The fire scenes are pretty amazing. I liked it a lot. I, I was 10. Yeah, I liked it. Exactly. I mean, that's why. I mean, I, I wasn't 40. If, you know, I, I was 10. Right. I, you know, and I, I remember, you know, a lot of these cliches, a lot of these you know, things this movie kind of keeps resting back on, I probably had never seen before. So it seems yeah. new to me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but if you watch it now and you, you know, are an adult and you've seen movies, it's like, oh, this is, this is very much by the book. Yep. Or it doesn't make any sense at all. I think I actually saw this in the theater I with did my too. family. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was one of the, yeah, it came out and we were excited and people to see liked it. it. It was, it was, a, it was a very well received movie by audiences. You know, it wasn't, and you got three Oscar nominations in technical mm, awards. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, but, but it's, it's true. I mean, Right. Yeah, they're obviously global awards. I'm not, you know, but that's still like this was not. But no one ever said like Backdraft got nominated. It was like, oh, okay. Backdraft, well, no. I mean, but that's the thing. You, you knew it's be, the technical stuff is is definitely it's shining. Yes, shining stamp or, or you know, it's the shining best part moment of the movie. there. It's definitely I mean, it, it the best part is. of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie is. Uh, it's it, it was was this was a disappointing rewatch. Disappointing rewatch. I was hoping for a lot better. I hadn't seen it in probably last time I saw it was very early nineties. I saw it. I think my parents, even my dad, liked it so much. He, got, he bought the VHS. Yeah. So like we, we watched it a bit, you know. But like I, this isn't. And the a thing we have seen since then, it does not. The thing that sucks about it too is so I of course I knew who the bad guy was because we've seen it right. But even if I would have definitely caught it this well, time he pretty says early it, on. He says it, <laughs> he says, but the problem is once you know. It makes for a very long movie. That's the other part too. It just is well, pretty slow once you know who it is. Yeah, but it's if you like, just oh. listen to the movie, you know who it is in ten minutes. I, I right. So, so in particular, so I'm like, okay. There's so many, and then like, okay, so like, there's another scene uh, at like a. I guess they're having like some sort of like, I don't know, city party where everyone's dressed in suits and they don't really explain why. Roof this Irish jig dancing. Yeah, were they on a roof or on a boat or something? They were outside. It was very weird. No, they were inside. Oh, I'm sorry, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, yeah. So they're at some like Irish Chicago festival of some sort. Oh, it was a retirement of some high prominent fire official. Right, so so everyone in the whole movie is, of course, at this thing, including Kurt Russell's ex-wife. Why would she be there? Who knows? Because she's dating some guy who also they all know. It's very weird. It's a lot of, once again, just plot conveniences, stuff like that. And there's two element, there's two parts of that scene, of that scene that, it's cr- maybe cringe. So one is uh, Billy Baldwin's having a very animated discussion with Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you know, you got to understand when you're a smoke eater, you do that. Like, no, no one's going to call themselves a smoke eater. If no, you're a firefighter, so like cheesy. you, you would be like, maybe at the station, it goes down like this or whatever, but you would never call yourself a smoke eater no. in, in a heated discussion. The other thing is so Jennifer Jason Lee is dancing with this random guy and Kurt Russell goes up to him and then the, the random guy goes, so your brother's a fucking idiot, huh? <laughs> Who would do that? You want to start a fight? What the, you, I've never once said about someone's sibling. Not like that. 
Never I'm once. Like, oh man, I heard about your brother. That's really tough. Like something like that. Why but just like you're a fucking up? idiot. You're <laughs> dancing with the guy's ex-wife. Oh my god! And you call the guy's brother a fucking idiot. And you don't expect to be punched in the you're face. You're gonna get punched in the you're face. You're gonna get punched in the fucking face. That was so stupid. Kurt Russell playing drunk also not not very good. Nah, he's Kurt not Russell. Okay, he's not the best. He's not. I think he gets better as he ages. I well. There's certain things that he's really good at. I love him in Big Big Trouble Little China. I love the smart. It's a cheesy it's, movie. It though. is a cheesy movie. He can get away with that. I also really like him in fucking Hateful Eight. But yeah, he's good in that. He's very good. I really like him there. Yeah, um, there's there's some there's some parts, but this is not. Uh, yeah, the drunk drunk. He's not. He doesn't have a huge range. So there are three actors that a lot of people point to. Uh, say they're the best actors never nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. One of them is Edward G. Robinson. He's in Double Indemnity and a lot of classic movies. Yeah. Two of them were in this movie. Kurt Russell and Donald Sutherland. Both have never been nominated. Sutherland for, has um, never been nominated? No, not for not for an acting award. That no. is crazy. It's wild, right? He um, should be. Now, Edward G. Robinson did win a uh, like a Lifetime Achievement Award type Doesn't thing. Count. And Donald Sutherland did kind of as well. Yeah. But it was really uh, behind closed doors. It was like one of those like, uh, it wasn't even like on the main the main show. It was yeah, like I see. The, before they have like a, basically have like a technical award dinner and he got something in there. But isn't that wild that uh, Russell and Sutherland never got nominated for... Well, Russell, I guess I believe. I guess I mean, what, he's is had there such any, a long career, though. He has, but what has he been in? That's like hateful eight, I guess, something like that. You know, Ru- yeah, that that would be a good you know, supporting actor. Like, you're right. You're not gonna get on me for the thing. No, you're not gonna get on me for those kind of. Although movies. that's a cool movie too. But I mean, you something like this, he might have kind of gone in. Maybe oh, maybe this will be the thing that kind of gets if me. This were written the right way, he could have. There's he's, bad directing too in this. He's bad directing. Is what you're saying? They're, dude. In the first scene, one of the first scenes where they show um, the dad go in and die, and and uh, little Billy Baldwin yeah. as a kid is looking up at him. He goes from it, and he like picks up the helmet. The helmet just magically drops by, him, and then he magically has soot on his face. So I'm going to give that a pass for one reason. <sighs> Tell me, because they do make a point of saying how insanely ridiculous it is because it's on the cover of it became a Pulitzer it picture, does, right? It does. So I think when you do that, when you basically saying like, look. This is ridiculous. This is a wild thing that happened here, but here's how wild it is. I, I'm you give it a little bit of a you, pass. Yeah, like, I do. I'll whoa. give him a pass on that one. Okay, fine. Um, right, mm. because otherwise it's just it's just because it, he's even like he even has like a fire coat on. Yes, he does. It's like so I know. Perfect, but they call it out. They um, do, but Kurt Russell is really trying. He's this. If you he's he's flexing to get a nomination. He is acting as hard as he can at times. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Uh, there's a reason that I, I know we have a lot of commercial fans. So listen, uh, I know, and I like him. Yeah, I really he, do he's, like he's, him. He's okay. Like even escape from New York. That is just such an indie weird film that I saw as a kid. I yeah. have a place in my heart for that too. I love big, big trouble, little China, but, uh, but it, he, I like Kirk Russell. I think he's good. Kirk Russell's okay. Yeah. Uh, he's a he, Poseidon. Another, you know, Kurt Russell adventure there. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's, that that's, that's mean. I mean, he that's was, mean the, he was the best actor in Poseidon. Oh. Or at least, you know, Richard Garfield is a better actor, but not in that movie. Oh, Rich, I don't believe Because we that. gave him, we gave him the, the Alvin. For like five years, Richard Dreyfuss is the better actor, but uh, he's been shit since then. Jaws and then fucking. You know, it's funny. I'm doing like. Close Encounters and a few, but. I'm doing an actor hall of fame. Yeah. And um, how it works is every year a different actor gets in. Yeah. Um, I'm up to like 1955. And, um, I don't know if, see, I think, I don't think he gets in. I don't think Russell gets in. No. Dreyfus though did win an Oscar and he was like, not like I, I Dreyfus has had, okay. Was he nominated for Mr. Holland's opus? Yes. Fuck him then. Cause it's a piece of shit movie and he sucked in it. I don't um, think he was that bad. Now, was but, he, oh, he was terrible. But what about, no, was, was he nominated in Jaws? No. 
I mean, so that's his be- that's his best film, and then yes. like I said, and then but Close he won for I like it for Goodbye Girl, right? That's what he won for, I think. Uh, which is which is not, I mean, it's kind of a forgettable movie. I don't know it. Yeah, maybe I saw. He's Neil Simon, late seventies, but um, uh, yeah. So yeah, he won right. So he won for what you know. He's probably most known for Close Encounters. You know, I would imagine. And Jaws. And Jaws, of yeah. course, right. But those two, those two, he's, he's really good. I but like those. But he did like, you know, uh, Live and Die, was it uh, in Beverly Hills? Was it, uh, was that what it is? Oh, no, yeah, no, with no, Nick no, Nolte. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, Ruthless. He did. Like that in Beverly Hills. I'm sorry, I'm totally flicking on the name. That's a weird film. Bette Midler, Nick Nolte, yeah. That's a weird Nick one. Nolte's like a homeless guy, right, or something yes. like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's in, he's in Stakeout. Like, he's had an interesting that's career. That's true. So, so do you, who's had a better career? Kurt Russell or Richard Dreyfuss? I'm not saying I know the answer. Oh shit! I would have to look at. I'd have to look, have at, to the really look at that. I have to really look at Yeah, I mean, like Russell's been. Because where where's Dreyfus now? Dreyfus is like and, well, Dreyfus Hall- is older than him. Dreyfus- I know, but Mr. Holland's Opus and then nothing. Yeah, and that was not that's good. Pretty on point. Well, all right, he got nominated. I mean, that but, wasn't. But Russell is an old man now. He's an old man, and he, and just, he just he did Hateful Eight. You know, five six. How yeah. long ago was that? Five years ago. Yeah, he just had a small part in uh, the um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that's true too. And he was good. He was good. Yeah, so I think he's at it. Probably, uh, but no nominations and Dreyfus no has been nominated had a, three a times. Few nominations and he won. <sighs> I think Dreyfus had, had a better career. I I mean, that's not going to be popular. I'm sure people here no, are going to like that. And but I have that's fine. Pretty negative feelings towards Dreyfus. Because oh, no. <laughs> of Poseidon and fucking. I know. Oh. I know you hate him, Mr. Holland's Opus. Yeah, I do. I, really, I hate that film. It's so bad. Um, oh, the other one. Fucking. Uh, was it Jason um, Gedrick? Yeah. Is he the guy who was who was in uh, Iron Eagle? That he's the kid in Iron yeah, Eagle. Yeah, he's right? also in a show called Murder One, which is a really interesting show on ABC. Uh, how it worked was uh, it was um, one court case for the entire season. Interesting. So it was just like one case, and it was uh, it was a really in- it was right after OJ, so it was like a huge thirst for oh, court yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good season, and he played the guy on trial. It was really it was really good. He. Um, I hate his character. Terrible in this. Oh my God. He's so gung ho. It's so, it's one, yeah. it's you another, know, he's going to die like her. Yeah. Wait, I guess get burned. I guess. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know that something really bad is going to happen to him. You do. Cause he's so happy the whole time. I know. Like he's dancing in the shower. Yeah, We're the best 17 <laughs> bitches. <laughs> yeah. That's it sucks. Cause you haven't seen like that, but then you also have a scene, uh, right after that where they're all having, um, like dinner and Scott Glenn is kind of like busting everybody's balls. Yes. And that felt really believable. I'm like, that Oh, is. I can see the fire. My grandfather, one day, eventually, when we hit, um, it'll probably be uh, early 2004. I'll t- I'm going to tell my grandfather's life story, which my grandfather is this amazing, amazing life. And um, he was a firefighter for yeah. many years. Yep. And um, that seemed true to the stories that he would tell. I, he never told me about guys dancing in the shower, like, <laughs> no. <"Woo-hoo>, yeah, <laughs> swinging their dicks yeah. around, looking at each other, right. like, what the fuck? Yeah, I never heard those stories, but uh, it's a strange... No, but having dinner together and the and camaraderie... Like, and just busting balls, yeah. like, guys, like, that felt really real. You know, it's not quite, like, wartime, but still, you're you're risking your lives all the yeah. time, so you definitely, you you believe they're going to build a bond, and you see that in scenes like that, it seems like that one. Yeah, I... <sighs> But, yeah, he, that was a rough. That's a rough. I mean, it's a, uh, a badly written character, and you know, just the screenplay here is so poor. Um, but I mean, it you know, is what it is. Back to I don't know how many I'll say about it to you. Anything? No, I don't know. I mean, move, move, on, on. move on. Move on to the song. I want to pee before we move on, though. Oh wow! Yeah, a lot of breaks in this. this is kind of a, a wild episode. This is. Well, you can keep vamping if you want. No, I'll edit this out. But um. no, I am gonna vamp. Are you gonna vamp? Yeah, go pee. I'm you gonna, talk, I'm gonna uh, talk about. Do you want one of these uh, fucking white? Claws? I do not drink those. Have you had one? I, I don't, I don't, I don't drink. Is it carbonated? I get heartburn. Oh, I'm good. You don't I'm like good. Yeah, I'm past. All right. I'll be right back. <sighs> okay. Well, we just edited some shit out, but now we're going to move on to the music. I think. Yeah. You want to go into uh, Lenny Kravitz? Yes. 
much pain inside. Lenny Kravitz, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Um, to me, this is by far his best song. I actually really like this song. I've always, oh, okay. I've always loved this song. This is actually the first song that I knew by him, mm-hmm. uh, but it just sort of in my- really? Yeah, it's sort of in my consciousness, um, even though Are You Gonna Go My Way happens after, and that's the big one that kind of- This is his highest charting one, but I feel like his he like really made a presence when he hit Are You Gonna Go My Way um, in, his follow, in his follow-up album, and then- Late '90s, early 2000s is when he's really famous. He he goes like back to back to back to back Grammy Grammys. Yeah, yeah, that, that's all. That's all pretty apt. Yeah. Um. So this was his highest charting single, um, which is wild because it's not the it song is, that I would ever associate with him the most. I know, but. and that's why it felt underground to me for some reason. Yeah. And um, and because I wasn't, I think maybe it was not on the radio stations I was listening to as a whatever 11 year old, 12 year old kid or whatever. And so, so maybe that's why, but I, I've always, like when I, when I, this is clear, this is his way farthest, his best, like above, so far above his other songs. Oh, I disagree with that. Um, so highest charting. So hit number two would never hit crack number one, because I think Brian Adams stood in the way with everything I do. I do it for you. Um, and he wrote because he was going through marital issues with Lisa Bonet. They had a famous relationship. Yeah. Lisa Bonet, of course, from, um, Cosby uh, Cosby show, show, different world different world and then angel heart which is a crazy movie uh and uh they had like a four-year relationship produced zoe key uh zoe um zoe kravitz zoe kravitz woman and then next Batman oh is movie. she yeah. i like her she's cool i've seen her in a few things um it ended up not working out they divorced whatever but that's why he wrote it and i the reason why i like the song so the song is so good it's like it's not trying to do too much no it is a very sparse awesome rhythm section. It's just the seventies great guitar comp with an active bass. That's really fun. A kit and that, and then his nice falsetto. Sometimes Lenny Kravitz, particularly on this album and the one before, and this is the second album, the first album in this one, he is not a good singer in some spots. He really has some challenges, but in this song, he doesn't his, his falsetto is really nice and it just sits perfectly. Um, so like here and and it's got like a nice little section where you know have this, that cool little bass feel boo 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 into the sitar section where the with a comp in the bass sits away. Mm-hmm. Here it is. No guitar, no bass. Just the Rhodes, the sitar, his voice, and the drums. Which is nice. Like it has a nice little, you know, that nice little break. It just doesn't do too much. And um, that, that's why I really like it. But it's funny you say this is his fate, your favorite song. It is. Yeah. Because it's not traditional at all. Because like he's usually more of a rocker. Yes. And this is not, a, this is more of a funk 70s tribute. In fact, it's written very similar to this Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Same guitar comp. Very similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you watch the video? Um, have I? I don't think I did today. It's, no. It's like you. It feels like you're watching something from like um like the seventies. I mean, it's just like it's him with like a backing band, which is funny because he played all the instruments in the song, which is wild. Yes. Um, and uh, it's a backing band of just random people, but it looks like you watch something on like I don't know, like very end of Ed Sullivan or very oh yeah or very like uh very late American bands or something like that, yeah. like early seventies. Um. And he just, but it's not, it's not too much. 
It's just him playing and singing with a backing band. It's very understated. Yes. Um, I, so the problem, okay. This would normally like hit a, this would be like a top five, top 10 song that we've covered for me. I lo- I really love this song, Wow. Okay. but the problem is he drags it down because I hate Lenny Kravitz. I fucking hate him. Why? Um, because he either directly rips off other songs or he's so derivative that I can tell you what exactly it reminds me of when he, he was really pitched when he got signed to Virgin, he was pitched as like this amalgamation of Prince and John Lennon. Yeah. And you may, you can sort of see that comp, that comp because you know, he does play a bunch of instruments. Um, and he, you know, the John Lennon thing really, but the the reason why the John Lennon thing is because he stole from John Lennon, but he's, he's like, he's, if he's like a 10th, as talented as Prince. Like Prince plays all of the music. That's such an unfair, all, but that's unfair. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I, mean, I know, I know, but you can't, but don't call him that then. Don't say he's the yeah, Prince John the Lennon. Yeah, studios being studios, so that's not fair. Okay, well, what is fair is he directly stole a lot of his songs. Like for instance, um, here's uh, Always on the Run from this album. Which is a song I like better than this. The more I mean, I don't blame you for not, for liking the song. Oh. Because it's also... Play that funky music. It's exactly play that funky music. It's not, there's, he's, it's the same. It's the same. Or Stand By My Woman is, especially the way this is recorded. That sounds like fucking Lennon to you, doesn't it? Even says it made you cry. I mean, the, the, he fucking it, he, it's a Billy Ocean situation too, where he can't help himself and uses some of the same lyrics as the other as the other guy, or fucking oh, Jesus, this one kills me. Oh, is that Lenny Kravitz? Yes, it is. What goes around? Oh no. Oh wait yeah, a minute, yeah, is that yeah, Curtis it's... Mayfield, Pusher Man? <laughs> Fuck you, Lenny Kravitz. I was thinking the same thing when you play. Like when you first play the Pusher, I go, oh no. That, I know, know Matt's gonna go with this one. That's my problem, and and yeah. and so like, you just go. I mean, I could have kept going. That's this is all the same album. This is this is from Mama Said. All of these are from Mama Said. You just go right down. He wrote one of the songs with with Sean Lennon. Sounds like a John Lennon song. It was recorded the same way, like right around that time, right before John Lennon was killed. Um, you know, so late seventies, really. I guess yeah, right, right, that, right. That that John Lennon. Yeah. Um. It's that and like Curtis Mayfield. It would have been like 80 because he did took the late 70s off famously. Did he wait? So, oh, because did he, was he killed in 81? He's killed in 81. 81. So it must have been 80. Yeah. Yeah. He was killed in 80, December of 80, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It was 40 years ago. Yeah. December of 80. Yeah. Yeah, So so he took like the late 70s. He didn't didn't work. So then when did he do the Yoko stuff? Was that mid 70s and then like early 70s? Yeah. And then he had that time where he took a couple years off. I have a hard time. uh, I have a hard time like pigeoning his songs in terms of a time period yeah, after the Beatles. Yeah, off the Beatles, did stuff for Yoko. Yeah, yeah. Then him and Yoko broke up and R- he did a lot of stuff like Harry Nielsen in LA because it was wild. He was getting fucking drunk and still oh, yeah, yeah, acting yeah, like yeah. insane people. And then he got burned out. He like he crashed. He went back to Yoko, raised a family, and then he came out with Double Fantasy and then got right, shot for right, it. Right, so right, right. <laughs> maybe yeah. he should have stayed retired, you know. <sighs> fucking sucks. But it's so derivative. That, that's my problem. Lenny Kravitz, you listen to his entire career is derivative. He does not have, he's not a creative guy. He's not like, he does, he's not creating anything new. And I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to write something new that, that you know, that's, that's not fucking derivative. It's fucking hard, but, but it's like he doesn't even try. Even his, his lyrics are so fucking shitty. There, there's nothing good about, uh, uh, listen to this. This is the, one, the worst song I've ever heard. 
Flowers for Zoe. This is just a random track on the album. Though. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I don't You're know. not gonna kill him for uh, yeah. the worst song that's ever been written. It's not the worst song ever been written. We've covered oh. way worse songs than that. I know that flowers. Was, I don't know of any. Wor- that might be worse than ever. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, um, this wasn't released as a uh, fucking. But like, the, but the, the other things are where he's, you know, no one's ever. I don't think anyone's ever lauded Kravitz as being this creative genius. Okay, I, fine. But I, I, I mean, you know, it's he's kind of a guy that's like good looking. He can play. Uh, he can play a lot of instruments. So they just kind of throw him in there, and then he he looks good on MTV. Like, I, I don't think he's ever. I feel like at times almost kind of forgotten about him, probably because of some of the stuff you just mentioned. Where like, hey, his songs don't sound unique. Not at all. And I mean, are you going to go my way as Jimi Hendrix? That's the Jimi Hendrix riff, right? And, and people even said that then. I mean, yeah. then that's, you know, so I, I just think Lenny Kravitz is kind of this guy that was of his time and looked good. And then he just kind of went away. Yeah. I'm, but, but then he got four. He seriously, he won four, four years in a row. He won best <laughs> uh, male rock performance Grammy. That's wild. Four years in a row. That's wild. Um, I think I have the list of, of the songs that he won. It was, uh, yeah. Best male rock performance four years in a row from 99 to 2000. Two, sorry, 99 to 2002. It was Fly Away, shit song. American Woman, the cover. Yes. And actually a shitty cover of it too. The Ameri- the, fir- the original one by the, the guest who was, so, was much so, much so much better. And he doesn't even, he like, he doesn't change the chord when you're supposed to change the chord. He just like play, it's really It's a really up. bad cover. So bad. Yep. Um, the song Again, which I heard listened to today and I remembered, but now I forget it. It's I don't like, remember it at all. And then Dig In, Once You Dig In, that song. Bad, but all four of those Grammys. And it's between ninety nine and 03? 99 and 02. 99, 2000, I mean, you think about like the Strokes had stuff come out. Like, yeah, you know, there were some other options. Why do they? Why do they pick Lenny Kravitz? Don't get it at all. Um, don't get it. So none of it. They're all. It's very. It's it's not well made. Any of his music is not well made. But I really do love this song. It ain't over till it's over. Is a. It's that's his best one. It's so good. He's someone I don't ever really go back and listen to. I listen Me to some either. for the show today. Obviously, kind of going through and just like. Uh, there's something honestly uh on some okay so when i watch kurt russell in a movie there's something missing from me and i don't know what it is when i listen to lenny kravitz music there's something missing oh i consider it hollow because uh, there's not a lot there there's just not a lot there i mean kurt russell's better than lenny kravitz i'm not yes. trying to say that but i'm just saying there's like there's like when i watch the Bro, or even when i watch like stallone if he's actually trying hard or even like bruce willis like there's like something that jumps off the screen to me. Oh yeah. And then, you know, we, but when I watch Kurt Russell, it just like, seems like kind of a an emptiness there. And when I listen to Lenny Kravitz music, even as a kid, I'm like, Oh, this sounds okay. But like, I'm not really, I never owned Lenny Kravitz album my entire life. Like he just doesn't, he, it's just, it's, it's just, seems I'm with like, you. I just, I, I think it's really devoid. That, that's a problem. Cause it, there's no, the lyrics aren't good. He'll, he'll do stupid, stupid things. Like, you know, uh, you, I've told you one of my pet peeves is when people fucking rhyme life and wife. Like he'll do that type of easy. He's just not, he's not very specific in his motions. He's not telling a story like Lennon would. Um, He's not, it's just, they're very surface lyrics. And then the same thing with the the music. It's, it's a very, uh, so the, you know, are, are you going to go my way is a great example of this where that Hendrix riff it's just, it's just such a simple little blues riff that kind of any blues player would have played, but it wasn't really, no one, it wasn't, didn't sound, it sounded pretty new when Jimi Hendrix did it, you know, 30 years before him. Right. Um, but when you're just stealing that exact shitty riff for are you going to go, now, 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 if there's nothing to that riff, it's, it's just devoid. There's, there's nothing really interesting. Whereas it's different with it ain't over till it's over. I feel like there's a lot of, 
a lot. There's but he's like, still stealing that sound. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not it's a lot sound. like it's, it is. That one is not a, a direct riff off to me. That's that's more of a Hail derivative. Mosh. But it's not like a direct rip off. Like his other songs are like, oh, yeah. that's exactly the riff. Or, or you know, does he get any points from you for playing his own instruments? I think that's yeah, he pretty, does. pretty good. He does. It's just I wish he were more creative. Here's that again song. Oh, oh see you again. I know this song. Yeah, this is, this where is have you been? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, that one. I'm so good. yeah, it's, it's so the, the fucking Grammy. <sighs> yeah. Well, the Grammys, the Grammys miss a lot, though. Of the major awards, Grammys miss the most. They miss a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're star fuckers, too. Like, they just, they really like Golden Globe syndrome? Yeah, I think so. Um, There was one other thing. Oh, I was surprised to learn that he has not sold anywhere near as many albums as R.E.M. R.E.M. has 80 million albums sold. He only has 40 million. Yeah, I mean, because he just seems like he was a you, way bigger star I'll be honest, than I'll be honest with you, man. You could have told me twenty or sixty. I would have believed have, either way. Like it's hard because, like, who do you know that had a Lenny Kravitz CD? Like, you know, you'd see him places once in a while, and you hear music on the radio. But I don't know. I know one person in my entire life that actually was really a big Lenny Kravitz fan. So, a, a girl. I don't know any guys that like him. Yeah, I think uh, Mama said so. The album that we're talking about, and then the one after with "Are You Gonna Go My Way," were pretty. I felt like that was those were pretty. Like people. But did had you see those. in people's cars and stuff? Like you know what I mean? Did you see them around? I don't know. Were they played at parties? Like I don't remember. Like Lenny Kravitz is always kind of around, but he was never really there. I guess not. Yeah, but he, he was also. I feel like he was on MTV all over the place. Yeah, he was. He was around, just, just like in the public all over the place. Not like getting but were in people trouble. Talking? Or I never I, people were, like, yeah. you ever have a conversation about. Like, this is the first time I've ever seen, like really talked about Lenny Kravitz like my entire life. I feel like people were really excited about. Are you going to go my way? Like that video is really cool. I think it's sort of you know black and white, and there's it feels like a lot of silver in there, and maybe they're in a desert, and the, you yeah. got the V guitar and. You know, he's got his dreads all over the place. Like, that was a cool one. But when he's winning those Grammys in the late 90s, early 2000s, like, I'm in college. Like, yeah. no one brought up the name Lenny Kravitz. Like, yeah. I didn't hear his name, like, once. Yeah, you're probably right. It's particularly later on. Like, after these two albums, he's right. sort of a critical darling a little bit um, before he's kind of discovered as... I mean, he, he was always sort of seen as derivative, but it, I think it got worse. Um, yeah, I mean, he, was, he, did his, he did a greatest hits in year 2000. That was 20 years ago. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. I guess um, I just felt like that he was more famous than R.E.M. So no, I didn't feel that way at all. You thought R.E.M. was no. more famous? Yeah, like Losing My Religion. Like, those two albums we talked about. I know. Huge. Yeah. But like, it's not, it's not that they were out. I don't know. Maybe Lenny Kravitz did TV more or had more. I don't know. Well, he was a handsome guy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. He was on a lot of magazine covers. That's true. Like Rolling Stone had him on like once a year. They'd pop him, oh, you're Prop up a shirtless and throw him on a cover, like yes. you know, and you know a lot of women. I know a lot of women who I think I've talked to like women who found him more attractive than I've ever talked to people who have like liked his music. That's probably true. Like yeah. I have never had like a conversation about Lenny Kravitz's music. And maybe maybe women are more apt to buy his albums too because it's a little more sensitive. It's not as harsh. Like, right. Even his rocky material, still pretty subdued. Um, maybe and he's talking about relationships and I, I don't know. And he's doing it in kind of I don't maybe more sensitive way. I, maybe maybe. Yeah, so maybe yeah. our friends wouldn't have bought this material. I'm trying to no. think of maybe my sister listened to it more. I don't know. I might have had one of his albums. I might have. I might have had. Are you going to go my way? Uh, but I don't really remember. I had it. This, that song was on a uh, like so uh, ESPN like X Sports. Remember when they had like X yeah. X Games? Yep. They put out a CD of like all these kind of like hard rocky kind of music, and it was just different 
all different bands and stuff. And one of the songs is already going to go my way. Well. So I'm like, oh, I kind of liked, I kind of like that. Yeah, I like that. And song. like the other songs that were kind of cool, like they had like something from like Primus and they had like a, that kind of, those <laughs> yeah. kind of bands. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was kind of a fun mix. So I, I, I listened to that CD quite a bit. So that song, I'm super like, I feel like yeah. was a, a part of my, you know, junior high years. But then beyond that, I've never once had a Lenny Kravitz song really infiltrate my life. No, that so believe was the other single on that album too. If you own it, you got to believe. Yeah, it's him. The video is him in space, like in the space council. Oh. If you own it, you got it. I don't know if you know that one, but that that was the other one I really knew from there. Um, I don't think that there is. I don't think there's anything else on that album. The that was are you gonna go my way was a huge hit, but uh, believe was kind of a minor hit. He's not really. Yeah, it doesn't really. I guess he doesn't. He just felt like he was always there, but uh, doesn't have a lot to speak. Speak for it. No. We good with Ronnie Kravitz? Yeah. I so, want to do our Cisco Niebert. I, I, I want to do this every week now. Thumbs up, thumbs down for the movies we covered. For the week. So you really have, it's really like a, it's an A or B, huh? It's, it's one, it's on or off. Right. Cause Ooh. I used to love when Cisco Niebert and, and those show, and that show I used to watch a little bit of Cisco Niebert before we get into our road trip. Um, so Cisco Niebert used to be on in New Hampshire on channel nine, WMUR, which is the ABC affiliate. It was yep. on at 1130 every Sunday night and I would always stay up and watch it. Uh, I love Cisco Niebert. I love that show. They yeah. are, I, you know, that's kind of what I aspire to do this. Like when this show, like I try to, I don't, I read Roger Ebert's old reviews. I watch old Cisco Niebert clips. Sure. Like that's what I kind of want to hopefully bring some of that back to this show. And we kind of cover different movies and stuff like that. That's some people I really admire. Yeah. And I really love that show. And at the end of every show, if you don't, if you're younger, maybe you don't remember, they would um, just give a quick synopsis. So they would talk about the movies and at the very end, they'd be like, thumbs up, thumbs down. They have a little image of each thumb up or down. Yes. And they would just show like a still of the movie. So um, the first movie we covered this week uh, was, uh, my God, well, we just did backdrafts. Yeah, we did backdrafts. Backdraft, thumbs up or thumbs down. So wait a minute though. Does that, if it's below a C, then it's a thumb down. What it's is it? Whatever it is to you. I just don't, what does, the, what does thumbs up mean? Does it mean Thumbs that, up means that you recommend the movie. I recommend it. Thumbs down means oh. you don't. I have to recommend the movie because of the, because of the tech, because of the fucking, you know, the fire scenes are pretty fucking good. Now you can say like, oh, it's like a, it's like a very light thumbs up. It's or something a like light that. thumbs so up. Thumbs up though? Yes. So thumbs up as well for me for backdraft. Yeah. Right. That's a tough one to. Delma and Louise. Thumbs Th- up. I mean, really Scott, I'm. Thumbs up for me. Very light thumbs up for light me. Thumbs up. Yeah. What was the third uh, one? So, oh, so I, and then the other one is City Suckers. God damn it. Very light thumbs up. I'm going to give a thumbs up. Wow. So all th- two th- all so, th- so now if they, if this, if we were existed back then on the movie post, it would say two thumbs up quantum week. Oh, but I, but I feel bad about that. I, I kind of want to get it like a clockwise motion. You like can't thumbs it that, was at like, the, that was the cool. It was like, at like four o'clock. You can't, it's either like you, you're in or you're out. And that's what made the show so compelling. It was like, Oh, what are they going to do here? And, um, yeah. So, so, um, you gave all the movies last week, thumbs down. Did I really? Yeah. I don't remember. 2016 movies, so like Crazy Rich Asians and oh, no, did you like? Did you get that thumbs up? Maybe you, nah, no. I think you, I think you get the mega thumbs, thumbs down. down. I know, yeah, yeah. So this oh, and then uh, the the Predators was the thumbs predator, down too. Yeah. yeah. So three thumbs. Yeah, you did you? Oh, you Crazy Rich Asians. I gave Asians a thumbs up Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, but yeah, it was still only you know two I down. Know. And this this week. So uh, did you have a problem? I Ebert gave us three stars backdraft. I thought that was really weird. <sighs> um, I mean, I give it. I I probably give it. I probably give it oh, two no, and a half. Two, mm, I, yeah, a, I'm close to three. I'm not gonna argue about a half star. I mean, okay, so no, yeah. I don't think it's weird at all. I would say no. I, I give it like, two and a half stars. I, so like I, three, I don't I guess. Think yeah, two stars. Two stars. I think. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. like, like he missed the boat. Like, didn't he give a really bad review for sleepers? That was a really bad he review. So he's had like a that. few. He's had a, a few tough ones. Yeah, he's pretty good though. He is good. I like him. He's pretty lot. great. Yeah, he, he's he's my guy. Um, we doing road trip. Yeah. So, so this is not in no particular order, but we each maybe say a song. I did mine in order. Okay, like I, didn't, I didn't do mine in any That's order. Okay. Um, okay. And then um, we'll just we'll tabulate them, and then um. I know. I think Laura does uh, playlists on Spotify. She can put one together for us. Maybe. Thank you, Laura. Um, Big thanks to Laura, by the way. She does our Instagram for us. She yes. does a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. She that, does. I, you know, I don't think she her creates enough, those, little, those little images every she week. She does. Yeah, which are pretty good. She, she does a good job. She picks our week. Yeah. Too. Right. Um, thanks, Laura. Yeah, Laura does, does a lot. Of Appreciate it. Great stuff in the show. Um, so just yeah. So all right. So we just let's go through it here, and we'll just you put wanna, it together. All right. I'll start. So uh, in no particular order for mine at all. Okay. Uh, Gold Digger by Kanye West. Is that on your list? Yeah, that would be number two on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Gold Digger is officially on. So Gold Digger is obviously just a fun, fun road trip song. Really man. fun. Really yeah. Fun, yeah. I was one of my favorites. Yes. Um, crazy. By Norris Barkley? Yes. It's not on my list. What? You think it would be, right? I don't I think, think it's it a great road trip song. I think it's a good one. But uh, we can add it. Uh, crazy. All right. All right. I'm surprised you picked that. Why do you like that? I thought you didn't love that song so much. Oh, I do love crazy. All right. I think it's a great I song. Say, yes, you did like it. Yeah. I think I was more effusive with praise than you were. Yeah. Isn't that like, the, not like a great like driving song, but it's, it's okay. It's well, cool. I mean, all I have is that 83 songs that we've covered or something. Right, right, so right, right. You are on yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing this is on your list, but take on me. by Aha. Yeah, of course that's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this will not be on your list. Bittersweet symphony. It is not on my list. That's on mine. That's a good driving song. Yes, it is. Mm, 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 fall day. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't go weird that uh, crazy in love by Beyonce. Not on my list. Are you so you have you think Bittersweet Symphony is a more fun song to drive to than Crazy in Love by Beyonce? It's what type of drive are we doing? Maybe we're going to a funeral. Oh, God, you know you're melancholy. Sometimes you're melancholy when you drive. I know I am. Particularly I have, if you're going long distance. Have you driven cross I'm, country? Uh, not cross country. No, I've driven um, north to south a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean I kind of feel like if there's a long long haul there, well, it's then a I want to like a fun, exciting. Like it's like fun. I get a little melancholy sometimes when I think about the distance, how far <laughs> I am from home. God, Matt's even lousy on a road trip. What do you mean, lousy? <laughs> what the? <laughs> uh, is it your turn or my turn? Your turn, right? No, my turn. You say bittersweet symphony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think, I hope this one's on your list. If it's not, we got problems. Walk this way. Of course. You. Thank you. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's, a, that's a great one, right? Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. Well, we needed some different ones or this is going to be a small playlist, right? All right. Well, you've done that. Okay. What else you got? <laughs> um, everybody's talking is a great one. I didn't count that. You have to count it. Right. It's one of the shows. I know. I don't count it though. You got to count it. That's a great one though. Think about it. It's like a rambling. Well, it is. And it's like famously takes place in a bus in the movie. Yeah, so how can yeah. you not count that? Well, I just don't, I don't count it because I, I don't that count episode. that episode. You got to count it. I, I don't have a problem with putting it on the list. It's fine. Thank you. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear a word to say. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I'm guessing this is not then if for uh, breaking the girl Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I didn't. I that Are was you kidding it's me? right on the other side. I only picked seven. That would have been that I had two more that would have totally worked. My seven were easy to pick. These seven was like a big gap between after that. Okay, good life. Oh, yeah, all right. Would well, no. you forget that one? No, <laughs> you don't like that song. It's all right. That's a great song. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's Kanye. Yeah, it's good. It's just not my it's not With like a PYT sample. It's, it's not amazing. Like a road trip song. Yes, it is. You're just bobbing. Ain't it, ain't it. Your road trips are very mellow. Mine are more fun. Depends if I'm melancholy. Why, why are you driving so sad all the time? Where are you going? I'm not melancholy. doesn't have to be sad. It's also like introspective. Oh, God. Can you imagine, imagine, imagine this. Imagine being on a road trip. For I was Carano. by myself. He's all. He's I was by myself just, on my road trip. No surprise at this playlist. Aw. Um, 
<laughs> Welcome to the jungle, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I thought that was too much. Oh my God, are you kidding me? That's too much for the road trip. You, too heavy. You are no fun on a road trip. That is an awful take. What do you mean? I just think it's a little too much for the road trip. <sighs> That's fine. It's on the list. <laughs> road trips are so boring. What's what's next on your list? Shit, did I, what did I, did I lose something? Crazy. There's Sweet Symphony. Everybody's talking. Walk This Way. Tech. No, I think that's it because you had, we've, we've covered. Oh, so I also have, a, I have a seventh song, which I think you only said six. I have yeah. a seventh. No, I've got seven. Like, you, you, me. Oh, I see. Cause that, cause yeah, yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your number one then? Good Life. That's your number one? Good Life, Gold Digger, Take On Me, Walk This Way. Everybody's talking. Bittersweet Symphony. Crazy. Well, you forgot one because uh, no doubt about it. Don't Lose My Number by Phil Collins. I just, I mean, it's a great one. That was also in my top 10. I just, you made me go seven. You made me choose. We have 11 on here now, so... That's uh, a good one. Yeah, so we have 11 songs on our order. We'll do that on Spotify. Maybe show... I think maybe we'll throw it on Instagram, too. Um, wow, I'm surprised um, some of those surprised me. But all those were good that you chose. I mean, they were just... They were close. It's just I had I to choose. I think I have more fun driving than you do, maybe. You Depends have- on where you're driving. I mean, where are you always... Ha- you're, you're always... You don't seem like a giddy person. You're not a giddy... Are you a giddy driver? My giddy driver. I guess I kind of like if I'm doing a road, if I'm making, a, like play, if I'm making a playlist, chances are I'm going somewhere fun, so I'm excited. Like I never made a playlist to go to work. So I've done road trip, you know, utilitarian style because I got to go like live across country, and I don't know if that's fun because you're because you're there's a of course mel- it's funny you gotta, you're going to an yes, adventure, right? An adventure, but you're also melancholy because you're you're putting your your life away on you know one coast and going to the other coast. It's a little melancholy. Yeah, oh, no, no, that's a fun thing to do as long as the move is for not tragic or upsetting circumstances. If you're doing the move out of your own volition, that's a fun thing. You know, I've got like an emotional spance there. It's not just like a one note emotion that I feel all the time. Like apparently you're just as happy as go lucky guy. Well, it's about, it's like an, I like a little adventure. I, I, I do like adventure. Up. Yeah. I love, I do really like road, road oh, trips, but man. they're introspective to me too. Cause movement always does that. It's like, if you're, you know, you're traveling great distance, there's, there's introspection there too. Mm. So for me. Yeah. So this is our worst show of the week. This isn't. A, I don't think this is a bad no, show at all. I, I get obsessed with the JT Walsh thing. Well, I'll cut that out if you want. Me or, to. No, no, you keep it. No, you want me to it. keep that in? Yeah, keep it. Yeah, Ooh. keep it. That's fine. I'll keep it in. You got to take out the stuff. So uh, I don't know. If this Wait, is I, obvious. So you got to take out the. Oh no, no, you got to cut out the stuff in the middle. I get obsessed with the JT Walsh stuff. Oh, so we we have two obsessions with JT Walsh, which <laughs> never a sign of a good show. Should I really take out the you vamping for a little bit? Oh, you have to take that out. Really, it's bad. It's that bad. Yeah. So I tried vamping in the middle right of the show. Through. I'm going to listen to it first. You can listen, but you got to take it out. All right. If you want, it, if you really yeah. want me to take it, it out, it was an experiment. It didn't work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just, oh, so you're not missing anything like fun. It's just like me reading through his filmography, but I realized I just had nothing to say. I'm just so used to the, you got caught. I, I got, yeah, I got caught. <laughs> got caught. <sighs> so I realized it was just, it was, I, I was trying to have a conversation with you, the audience. I was just like, it was just weird. I'm like, ah, I'm thinking I'm just so wired. At least when I do the show, so wired to have the give and take that yeah. to do it by yourself, which is like, I think I even, I think I said, sort of one of the last things I say is uh, that Matt will cut out is uh, how does Kirk do this? Like, <laughs> like how do you do go and just have like, just to switch it on, just to be by yourself like that. It's, it's the frame of mind. Yeah. It's, it's a frame of mind. You just weren't in the right frame of mind. You didn't prepare. I, w- I know. I wasn't prepared. Of I was, course you were. I was I mean, excited. How could you be? No, I didn't know. You had to go to the bathroom. Who knows? Yeah. Pee. Um, you had to pee, right? Not, pee? not poop. Pee. No, it's it's no poop. You were back. It was back yeah. way too quick for a, for a, a poop. No, this is our worst show of the, of the three. I don't, I mean, I don't think it was a bad show. Yeah, do, you, a, how, do you gauge, like, do you gauge them? Like, like I'm so critical by everything. That, um, I think about when I, when it's a bad show, I think about it, but it's hard for me to really rank them in terms of like, 
you know, best or worst of the week. I think they're all, they all have, there's all, there's highs and lows in every single one. Like there's things, cause it's always like, oh, I like that. Or, oh, I would take that back. But then it's all, it lives. It happens so rapidly and, and we just do it that I, I don't think about it in those terms. Like I don't put the whole show as a, be- eh, not like that. No. Not like that. Do you really do? You rank them. A little bit. Yeah, I rank them, I guess, it within the Cause, week. Cause like, particularly because last week was tough with 2018. Yeah, I know. I and bet, we did the best although, we could. Although the Patreon show was good that week, but the other two shows were, weren't particularly great. And I think this one, the other two shows this week were okay to good, and this one isn't particularly great. I think it was a, I thought it was fine. Our backdraft yeah. talk was, was fine. You know I mean? <laughs> it was all right. It was fine. It wasn't like terrible. But it was just like, I, I, I didn't see so a, wait, lot, th- a lot of it's on me, I think. Thumbs I, up I or thumbs down on this episode. Would you recommend it? Comparatively, compare it. Okay. Are you comparing to all of the shows we've done? I would say it's in the lower tier. That but bad? I, it's, I think it's me. I don't think I did a particularly good job in this show. On the, the, like this episode. You think, it, you think it's that bad? Because I would, I would just say probably, I haven't listened to them in forever, but I would probably say the fir- probably oh, the first, first one ten, is the worst. Yes, I bet. Yes. But I bet like, I would assume probably the first 10 are kind of right. spotty, right? There's, there's a couple of good ones in there. There's a couple of shaky ones in there. Like, yeah, hey, you, in, you can no. tell we're just trying to figure it out. Like, yeah. you know, um, it becomes like the first few episodes too. It's very much like, like fact, like this also happened in this movie where then eventually the show became more of like a review show, yeah. which I'm much more comfortable oh, doing. Oh, me too. Yeah. And I think it's a much more like, I mean, you can go to Wikipedia and like look up shit. So like, right. I think I'm, I'm more, much more interested in hearing someone's opinion about it. Agreed. Uh, as well as kind of talking about it. But the first 10 episodes, you can kind of hear we're kind of fumbling around and figuring out. I haven't listened to him in forever. I haven't listened so in a weird. while. Yeah. Um, I listened to him a few months ago. I was like, that's not, 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 I know. I mean, Cause they're not, I'm not, no, I'm but not if you compare them by them, but it's just like, uh, I bet if you compare them to our best shows, they're kind of cringy. Yeah. 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 Which, so I don't know that I want to go back. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, at the time I listened to them after we did them. Cause I was like, I was, I was trying to figure out what was right or what sounded right. What didn't sound right. But I was probably way more forgiving them than I am now. Just cause it's I know. easier. Uh, it's easier when you have a movie you are really hate or yeah. a movie you really love. Of course. Yeah. So like we're doing ba- battlefield, our battlefield, if I can talk battlefield earth, uh, in two weeks should be an easy one. Should be a week and a half now. <laughs> right. I'm guessing that's how I've never seen it. Um, uh, but I'm guessing that will be a, we can just, you know, savage like Alvin Chipmunk's episode. It's a good episode. Like we just savage yeah. it. And it's like, it's fun. Right. Um, it is really fun talking about like back to the future. Like I feel like that week was really yeah. strong. Like, you know, like, yeah, those eighties films are fun. And, yeah. Or yeah. Anything you're just kind of passionate about. I think sure. our sleepers episode is really good. Yeah. Cause that's a, a movie people don't talk about a ton, but it's a movie I'm really passionate about. And I had, I had a lot of fun with that one where, sure. This week we had three movies that you can kind of hear like thumbs up, thumbs down. It's like, I'm kind of, yeah, it's, it, they're all okay, but nothing is great. Right. Nothing's even like really that good. No, but or, nothing, or bad enough. And nothing's bad. Right. It's just like, oh, yeah, so, they were all lukewarm thumbs up kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. And even, yeah. So yeah. that makes it harder. It does for, make it harder. For me. Um, but yeah, so what are we doing next week? Like Sully, Snowden, and uh, Hell or High Water. Actually, in those, all three of those interest me to talk about. So okay. hof- hopefully they're good. Um, I've never seen Snowden, so that'll be. Uh, I have seen all three. I, okay. Yeah. So yeah, those will be interesting to talk about, and even the songs will be kind of interesting for me, even though they're more modern. And I'm not, you know, I, you know, I, I know it's, about in, that. it's in our five year. But this is the guest. The guest want to do that movie. So. Yeah, and totally fine with that. Yeah. Th- that'll be a good one to talk about because there's there's some stuff there's some stuff with it. But and the week uh, after that, we're doing Battlefield Earth and Gladiator. Yeah, so, that'll be a neat and one. And then uh, Frequency, which is a movie I'm, I have a really strong opinions about. So, um, yeah, so maybe Should we can get back on track. I don't say back on track, but I feel like two weeks ago, that was not a great week of shows. The 20, it, the it, was hard. it was, yeah, really it was hard. harder. It was really hard. This one, I feel like we were back on track. We, we, like, 
you know, you weren't doing Kirk show, you know, so you weren't like tired anymore. I wasn't tired either. That's true. So yeah, those were tough. But I feel like the, the content wasn't like super like, I don't know. Are people that excited about city slickers? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's a know. movie everyone knows, but like, are people like, I mean, the numbers are the same. So I guess maybe it's, it's, it's either we're interesting or the movies are interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. So yeah, you're like, right. Cause like, then in fact, I think our numbers even like a little bit higher this week than last week. Yeah. So I know. I yeah, don't know. I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But thank you to our, thank you all yes, for thank being you all. our patrons. You, really you, awesome. Yeah. I, we try to, I don't know. I, and we were just talking before the show, um, you know, what we're going to do, do with some of that uh, Patreon money come January. We're going to target some podcasts, I think, which, which will yeah, help we're us. Trying to, yeah. We're trying to like maybe go after kind of a bigger podcast and then, you know, yeah. Maybe something, for instance, a show that might be like a weekly show. Cause then you can hopefully just throw it on there and get a lot of bang for your buck as yeah. opposed to say, you know, for us to go to a daily show, like would, would be, be difficult. really, really expensive for us. Cause then, you know, you, you know, you have to advertise five times typically yeah, yeah, and it gets, yeah. gets really pricey pretty quick. But for us to go on say a middle level pop culture show that does a weekly show, then it's like, all right, well maybe we could, you know, yeah, and if you have any suggestions besides the one that, you know, sort of the ones that are out there that we know of, like we know about, yeah, we know about like Rivals and we know about uh, some of the others. Yeah, ideally something that's like independent because like the thing with Rivals, like we'll probably reach out to them potentially, but um, like it's iHeartRadio. So you wonder, it's like, all right, is, did they take- we're going to get through, yeah. Are we going to get through? Do they take regular advertiser? Or is that kind of this big, you know, or like a, or Wondery or Spotify sure. or, you know, a lot of times they have like, you know, how those companies work, even like Barstool, like, you, you know, you advertise on not one podcast, but you're advertising on like Many. 20 yeah. podcasts and they're working with agencies and stuff, you know, so they're going to take a one off from us. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Um, right. Or but, something like the ringer which is huge. Like the ringer, those, same thing. Yeah. Well, ringer's even Spotify now. So, yeah. um, yeah. So you have these like huge companies, but, but, but I think a mid level podcast that does pop culture would be a great place for us to pop yeah. in. TV, movie, music, that type of thing. Yeah. So if anybody has any suggestions, like that, something that something else you, you listen to. Something you independent that you know like takes advertising, um, yeah, feel free to, to send send us a DM. We'd be happy to, to check them out for sure. Yeah. Anything else? We're back on Wednesday with Sully and I think the Chainsmokers. I think so. Yep. See you then.